said that like that. It felt like yeah. the beginning yeah. of Gotta Stay Fly by Three Six Mafia. Gotta stay fly. Prim, row, full of that dro. Lead a club for the role, mo, uh, full of rose mo. All right. Uh, what's good, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here. Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. It is Thursday, mm-hmm. May 11th. And we are nearing an inch closer to Mother's Day. We are. So shout out to the moms out there. We've also been celebrating uh, Nurses Appreciation Week all week. We have. And it's Teacher Appreciation Week as well. Yeah. I don't think it's fair that those are both in the same week, but what right. you going to do? All right. We got Jeremiah Like the Bible here. Jeremiah Like the Bible, what is up? It's Thursday, group chat day. You know, we get to talk. Our talk, our talk. Every week, I feel like throughout the week, people come to us for like, Knowledge and hard hitting stories. We like CNN at this point. They like we like A and N, Amanda News Network. Yeah, <laughs> the Amanda News Network is hitting. But I, need know, to, I need to talk to Roland Martin about how to get that cracking. But we know, just like us, the people want a break too to talk about other things. So you know, we have group chat Thursdays. We get Yay. to like talk about the things that are happening in the in the zeitgeist. Yes. Group Chat Thursday is great because if you follow my stuff on Instagram or my podcast, et cetera, then you know that like we're going to talk about current events and stuff. Mm-hmm. But y'all know I love to talk about just like life and right. living and humans and all of that. And sometimes mm-hmm. animals. <laughs> uh, found out that basically everyone on this that works on this show has a pet. Yes, multiple pets. Multiple pets. Uh, I also felt betrayed because I just found that out. But it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, uh, all right. Let's get into... This, uh, what do we have coming up this hour, actually? That's what I wanted to say. We're going to talk about spinning the block. One of your favorite topics. I feel like you're a big advocate. You're the, av- the head advocate I of spinning the block. I am a big advocate of spinning the block. Miss spin the block. We're going to talk about that because people are always questioning, should I go back to my ex? People change. Should, you know, that whole conversation is a, a, a robust conversation. Plus, I have to give out a seal squad. Seal show superlative with my segment most likely to yes and i can give you guys, guys a hint it is a real housewife <laughs> of atlanta <laughs> so that could be a lot of go a different ways so just stay tuned to find out all right so that's what we're talking about this hour we're going to talk about spin the block and more remember we always want to hear from you so give us a call 1-855-AMANDA-8 that's 1-855-262-6328 for all of y'all who be like never spin the block Bet you I'm about to change your mind. <laughs> it's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah Like the Bible. Jeremiah Like the Bible. Let's get into our first group chat on this group chat Thursday. Let's do it. So, Amanda, I don't know if you've been looking on the internet, but a lot of celebrities have been spinning the block lately. So, we got Nelly and Ashanti. People were like, oh my God, they back together. Because, you know, they... they he saw her at the verses and he like ran across the stage and people were like, okay, maybe we're back together. <laughs> so fast forward, um, pa- past 2020, they're back together. Lil Dark in India. Also, J-Lo and Ben Affleck. We do they, know that. They took the long journey back to yes. each other. <laughs> and then apparently at Janet Jackson's Atlanta show, Jermaine Dupri made a special appearance on stage. So they're not, they're not together, but clearly they're on like good terms. So maybe they can be back together soon. Let me tell you why I like this. Why? Because... What I think a lot of people don't understand is that there's something to be said for having prior history with somebody mm-hmm. and it's different than just having prior scars. Oh, okay. 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 Break that down. Because there's something that happens when you were with somebody at a certain time in your life and mm-hmm. y'all separate and you come back together and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're coming back to trauma. And right. the spinning of the block mm-hmm. is basically going back around mm-hmm. and taking a gander at if this person is better for you now. Mm-hmm. And timing is a real thing. Especially because a lot of these people are also older now. Yes. So that's that, like a key thing. There you I go. So obviously like J-Lo and Ben, they've had other marriages. They, baby, kids. J-Lo ain't been single longer than a week in the public. She said, I'm a kid I don't man. know if she's ever been single in the public. You, you might be on something. I'm dead serious. I I'm don't, thinking, I'm lying. I feel like we find out that she broke up with somebody by finding out she's <laughs> with somebody. <laughs> yeah. J-Lo, keep a man. J-Lo had a whole marriage to Mark Anthony. Like, J-Lo they had their Illuminati man. twins. <laughs> what? Oh, you didn't know that? And th- listen, the Illuminati no. be giving them a can- give it be the Illuminati be giving them contracts. Like, you got to have twins. Think I'm about it. J-Lo. Okay. Mariah. Okay. Beyonce. Okay. Pharrell said, you know what? I want triplets. I'm screaming. <laughs> Everybody got twins. <laughs> so maybe Nelly and Ashanti will have twins soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Shanti be traveling, so she, he got to follow her. She's like, we're in the world as Carmen San Diego. So listen, just the other up. day, somebody was like, Ashanti being 40 with no kids by herself on a trip is not a flex. What? Fact, I- by the way, that's 
absolutely a flex. <laughs> right. Uh, but also, get out her business. Mm-hmm. Nelly could have been the one taking the picture. And let's be very clear. Ashanti is a very beautiful woman. I'm sure people are in them DMs like, hey, girl, let me. Hey, miss. Hey, queen. <laughs> let me get the yams. Like, can I take you out to the cheesecake factory? Can I get to the yams? <laughs> yams, yams, yams. Well, we want to talk about the spinning the block situation a little more. Yes, yes. You know, because I feel like I am the ambassador for spinning the blockery. I agree. Because I have spun the block, mm-hmm. even though he annoyed me today. But. That's part of it, you know. Uh, it's, Every it, black got a couple of bumps. <laughs> <in it. laughs> so when we get back, I'm going to tell you all my spin the block story. If you've heard it before, you're going to hear it again. If it's the first time, you know what? Welcome. We'll be right back. And I want you to call us up and let us know about you spinning the block. Mm-hmm. Have you ever spun the block? Did you, did you come back to somebody? And when you did, what were the things that y'all discussed yeah. that made you feel safe to come back to the second time around? Because let me tell you, Shalimar wrote a whole song about it. Second time around. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by... Sure, I like the Bible. And we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday, and we've been talking about... Spinning the block. You know, we talked about some of our celebrity faves going around for one more time. Nelly and Ashanti, J-Lo and Ben Affleck, Lil Zark in India. But Amanda, we know here at the Amanda Seals Show, you are an advocate for spinning the block because you are currently on said block. I, I am. <laughs> I have spun. Uh, yes. I'm, three, I'm three years into a block spinach. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it really is just the idea that there's some phrases that we've heard for a long time that people have just kind of decided are true that really aren't true. Like people never change is right. not an accurate phrase in a world of therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the whole point of therapy is so that you do change. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's because what it is, is not that people never change. It's just that people are traumatized. That is very correct. And trauma creates scars Mm -hmm. that you can, well, trauma creates wounds. Yes. You know, that you can heal from. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of us have learned. And so for me, it's like, I don't think this whole idea of, oh, you can't go back to no one should be rooted in simply that you dated them before. Mm -hmm. I think there's also just the fact that you've matured. Right. And maybe that person has also matured and there's just timing that's very true. Very People true. realize different things about their lives. Like I know for me, when I got back with Devon, it was at a time in our life where both of us had reached a certain level of like our goals. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't chasing in the chasing life in the same way that we were before. You know, I always hear, you know, you always hear stories like, oh man, you know, I just, I don't got time to, to, to be with that person right now. Like I love her. I mean, I had a dude tell me straight up, like, I love you. <sighs> but I have to be obsessed with myself right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, really I'm good. <laughs> but that was, you know, that was where he was in his life. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you before this life is over, he is 1000% going to run into me somewhere and be like, you know, I apologize. Because everyone has the epiphany. Right, right. It's just a matter of when it happens and where. But I think what you said too, like when you're younger, sometimes your priorities aren't that. So it's kind of like, do I have time to devote to this relationship in a meaningful way for it to blossom into a forever partnership? Because a lot of times in your 20s, you're like, I want to go across the world. I'm trying to have a business. I'm trying to... Twerk on a handstand in Vegas. So your priorities are a little all over the place. So it does take time for some people to really like settle down and be able to lock in with someone. Because you could have met your person 10 years ago and you was doing something else and didn't even realize this is your person. This is the one to be with. Well, yeah, that's why the spin the block concept is also great if you're like an older person who Mm -hmm. at this point does not want to be in the streets. Yeah. Because the streets is dirty. Mm -hmm. That's why you're trying to be on the block. Cause like the actual street itself, like, Ooh, I'm not trying to be on that curb. No like, street sweepers. No street sweepers. The streets is crazy out here. The dating pool, what have they been saying? There's pee in the dating pool. Yeah. You I know, it. I can smell it sometimes. I'm like, Ooh. And listen, I've, I've told the ladies, I've told them and I'm going to say it here again, y'all, a lot of divorce is happening right now. If you was born between 79 and 83, 84, it's a lot of divorce is happening right now. So you need to be, in the gym. Not in the gym. You need to be eating healthy. <laughs> you need to be reading. Doing whatever self-care you need mm-hmm. to prepare yourself. 
because somebody just got out of something and also did our, they already did their, I just got out of this and I'm wilding phase right, right. and they're ready. They're ready to come back into something meaningful. And now, and this is why the spin the block after the marriage is important. Why? Because most divorced men will tell you the first marriage is, is you getting married because that's what people say to do. Like get married. Y'all been together. Mm-hmm. That's your baby mama. Go ahead and be where. Right. We ain't getting no younger. <laughs> you might as well do it. Right, right, right. But the second marriage is choice. Well, we, yeah, in most cases, I hope so. You can't don't make the same mistake twice. But there, I've I've heard this and I've seen the statistics, and it's like that's the idea. It's right. basically like the second marriage is now one that is based on your experience mm. and based on your knowledge of self versus on the societal pressures and just the mm. familial, you know, pressure of like you better do this to look like an adult. Right, and hopefully you did the work. From your first marriage, so you don't bring that baggage into the second relationship. And, you know, of course, there's going to be people. Someone, you know, I heard someone say, like, oh, it's sad waiting for someone to get divorced to find your person. But, like, this is this is just the reality. That's the game. That's the game. game. And the reality is, is that, you know, people get in relationships. People are in prison. Like, people are overseas, et cetera. My my future boot probably boot up right now. Well, have you ever spun the block? No, I haven't. Would you? Maybe. Really? Under the right circumstances. That surprises me. We're going to talk about it when we get back because that okay. surprises me. I didn't consider you to be a black spinner. Maybe it's because you're a Gemini. Ugh. Many surprises up my sleeve. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Don't move. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Talk to me, baby. Pulling on my phone. Talk to me, baby. Pulling Talk to me, baby. Call me. Hit those phones now. 24-7. Make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's group chat on the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. So we've been talking about this whole idea of spinning the block. Spinning mm-hmm. the block, of course, means like getting back with somebody that you dated in the past and maybe mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Yeah, right, right. But now you see them again and you're just like, hmm, maybe... You look a little different this time around. I like, I had a homegirl who, uh, she was supposed to go on a date with this dude. He stood her up. Okay. And I believe it was on her birthday and he okay. stood her up. And so she was like, that's a wrap. <laughs> and okay. then a year later they ran into, they ran into each other somewhere mm-hmm. and he like apologized again. And then they went on another date. And now they have a child okay. and they're married. I'll see. Well, look at that. I have another homegirl. She met a dude on Bumble. Okay. They were together for a year and a half. Broke it. Then she found out from a friend that he was still on Bumble. (laughs) Okay. He had come back to Bumble and his picture was him in a jacket that my friend had bought him. Now see. Okay. So then that was a wrap. Right, right. For two years. And then he came back around and explained. He came back, got up Bumble, (laughs) came back around and explained like. This is where I was at. And mm. she respected it. And they have now been together, I think, three years. Bought a house, investing, et cetera. And I actually, like, never liked him. And now I like him. She probably got a more blocked on that phone. Too, right? <laughs> so you said that you actually would spin the block. Yes. I mean, obviously, I'm still in my 20s. I'm only, I'll be 29 in a few days or something. Um, so I feel like everyone I've dated up to, up to this point, we're been, we've been young. Even things that I've mm-hmm. done where I'm like, oh, I would have done that differently. I would have made a different decision in, in this yeah. scenario than I would have made when I was 19 or 21 or 25. So I, hopefully the other person <laughs> has had those same epiphanies like, oh, we did that wrong. We could have did that way better. But when you're young, especially when you're like just fumbling and bumbling, trying to yeah. figure out baby, you doing stuff like just willy nilly, like with no thought to what, it. What guide do you have? <laughs> you have no guide. And if you do have a guy, one thing I've learned just as I've gotten older is that, especially if you're like aspiring to like marriage, everybody's marriage isn't the same either. Like there's like a, the way my parents are married, I would probably never be married that way. Like mm-hmm. it just looks different. People's dynamics are different. Yeah. People, the things people want are different and that's okay. So I think I would spend a block back if one, the person I felt had grown and was mature also, if I still like them, like I'm like, oh, you look, you look different this time around. Like you still, you still got it. Also, if we didn't end on bad terms, if we ended on something that was kind of sketchy and shady, I don't know. But we kind of amicably, like, kind of like separated based upon like just time, or I wasn't really feeling at that moment. Yeah. I, could, I could circle back if I if I generally still liked you as a person. I feel that. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of open heart that we need. Because uh, you cheat on me, I ain't coming back. Because I don't trust you. You a liar. I'm going to tell you that I think that there is a, there is a fix for that. I can't, I'm going to keep thinking about it. I'm going to keep thinking about it. If someone can identify 
why they cheated uh-huh. and what it was actually attached to. Mm. I get that on like a philosophical level and like a brain level. The mental part of me get that. The emotional side of me is going to be enraged. Every time it kind of like sneaks up, I'm going to think about it when they're watching the movie. I'm be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> it's going to trigger me every single time. So I just like, let's not even go down that road. Let's not go down that road. Well, you're still 28, so you don't know nothing. Um, <laughs> keep it locked. <laughs> let, let, let you get to 38 and be looking around like, hmm. Whew, man. I'm that- saying, man. Ah, standards change. Mm. Not, you know what? Let me not say standards change, but your needs change. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. All right. Well, let me know your thoughts. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. Could you spin the block with someone who previously cheated on you? And if so, what would need to be expressed right. in order for you to trust them again? Call us up. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. When we get back, we're going to hear from Jeremiah like the Bible. His segment most likely to is next on the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yes, yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Your girl Amanda Seals here, joined by... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And it's time to get into... Most likely to. Yes, this is our Seal Show Superlative. So y'all know every week I give out a Seal Show Superlative to somebody. Mm-hmm. And this one, I had to get this one. Because when I first saw this clip, it's, it's living my head rent free. <laughs> it's so, so funny to me. Okay. So most likely to head but a bit goes to your good, <laughs> your good podcast friend guest, Candy Barress. You know, we just they just launched the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay. On Sunday. And it got heated already. Already, already. already. Episode one. So there's a new friend on the show named Courtney Rose, okay. who apparently did not like the fact that Candy Burris was calling around asking about her because apparently Candy heard. That Courtney was saying that her and Candy were friends. And according to Candy, they are not friends. <laughs> okay. So Courtney got a call in Paris. She didn't like that. So at a party, <laughs> right? She had other than that. When I was in Paris, I got a call. <laughs> um, so they were at the party for Sign Richard Ross, her husband's 40th birthday. And Courtney approached Candy, like, so what's I, good? I heard you being calling around calling around about me. And you know, Candy's very nonchalant. She's like, Yeah, girl, what are you talking about? Like, I, I, I met of you course. before, I don't really know you. But Ken did not like Courtney's energy. Okay. She felt Courtney was too rah, rah, rah. She was like, okay, I get that you feel the type of way. I don't know why you feel the type of way because I don't know you. But hold on, check this energy. You keep bobbing your head. You keep moving your your, your body towards me. <laughs> you know, Candy's tiny. Candy sm- Candy's small. Yeah. So she don't like, you know, people in her face. Trying to do too much. Face. Yeah, trying to do too much. So they almost came to blows, Amanda. Wow. But her husband, Todd Tucker, uh-huh. came in and said, hold up now. Don't mess up the bag now. Don't mess up the bag. We got businesses on the line. We got so what brand. is she most likely to? She, it, it, we got our infamous clip of her saying, I'm about to headbutt this. <laughs> and that's when Ty came and said, no, 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 baby. Because I know you. I know you. And you will get crazy. And the people on the internet was going crazy. People were like, I love seeing hood candy. I really wish she will headbutt her. Also, people are really concerned about headbutting someone. It seems very dangerous. Well, to my understanding, she has said this before. Yes. And previous, so people brought that up to a clip. <laughs> From previous seasons where she said that's her go-to move in a fight because people aren't expecting you to headbutt them apparently <laughs> in a fight. All Which right, I now. can concur. I would not expect someone to headbutt me. You got to really trust your forehead density to you be know, headbutting somebody. Like I would never, <clears throat> like I would be afraid I'd break my head. Well, you have to see, I have to see in the picture. She had like a little, she had like nice little French braid in the front with a jewel. <laughs> so she had a little buffer. A little, a little buffer. So Courtney might have been lucky that she did not headbutt her indeed. Hilarious. So Candy is most likely head to headbutt a bit. Yeah. yeah. So All right. You, you see Candy in the street. Don't get mad. <laughs> or if you do, watch out for the headbutt. All right. There you have it. Today's school, uh, the Seal Show Superlative. That's the longest school bet. That that really makes me feel like it's the end of the day. But it's not. We got a lot more for you. So keep it locked right here. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.
Radio Show. Happy Thursday. We're so much closer to the weekend. Mm-hmm. We're so much closer to the weekend. Looking forward to it. Next week, we got Smart Funny in Black going down at the Novo in Los Angeles with Wayne Brady versus Jaleel White. Really excited about the show. Looking forward to doing Smart Funny in Black for the first time this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, first time this year, late, late in the game, late in the game this year. But nonetheless, we will see you all there, Los Angeles. So go and get your tickets at amandaseals.com. Don't miss it. Don't what do we got coming up this hour on Thursday's uh... group chat? Mm-hmm. We got to talk about these schools. So these schools got new rules. They implemented all over the nation, Amanda. Are they going to work? I don't know. <laughs> but you know, they be throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. We gotta talk about that. Plus, we'll talk about these parents in the schools. <laughs> the schools are schooling, and the parents are parenting. And we had about 60 second headlines coming up this hour as well. We do, we do. And last hour, we were talking about spinning the block. We did. We were talking about spinning the block. And so, you know, folks I know are always like, I would never go back to somebody. Mm-hmm. I would never go back to somebody. We'll take it from somebody who spun the block on my college sweetheart. But in reverse. Like, mm-hmm. On the highway. Which apparently DMX did on like an exit ramp going to Six Flags one time. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Yes, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here joined by... Jeremiah Like the Bible. It's a Thursday group chat Thursday. So Amanda, yes. across the nation, schools have been implementing a lot of new things. I know. I guess to make the schools seem better. It feels very Black Lives Matter mural in response to Freddie. I mean, in response, well, Freddie Gray and yeah. response to George Floyd's murder. Right. So right now, there's, there's an idea floating around about later school start times. It's been pushed. It's been pushed for many years, but a lot of schools lately have been like really thinking about it because apparently the adolescents get more sleep, which is going to help with the. Mental health crisis that's affecting teens across the U.S. So nationally, at least nine states are considering legislation related to school start times, as well as large school systems like Denver, Philadelphia, Anchorage, Alaska. You know, they've looked into that as well. But not just that. They go down to Florida. So okay. Florida. What? What is Florida doing? <laughs> Lord. So Florida, one of their largest school districts, Barbara County, they're going to implement students only be able to carry clear backpacks. It's a measure to increase like school safety. You know, there's been a lot of gun issues, weapons brought to school. So just, I, I, they feel like this will help alleviate that um, and really help be a deterrent for students bringing like weapons to campus. Will it? I'm not really sure. But, you know, it's it's an actionable step, maybe. Um, to my knowledge, Broward County is Miami. Um, you know, I just think that when we see like these types of, uh, I guess, like action items, Mm -hmm. they're not really to like address the actual problems that are taking place. It's almost as if these are the things that these legislators pass just to make it look like they're doing something to address schools. What's the response to an issue, not fixing the issue? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Like if you want schools to feel safer, how about we can do something about the thing that's causing a threat to the schools, which is the guns. If there are no guns, they can't get in the book bag to come to the school. You see how that kind of works? Two plus two equals four. You know these people sit in a room by themselves and just start writing stuff on a whiteboard. <laughs> like These are the big ideas for the year. Because even the thing about delaying the school day, I'm just thinking practically. If I was a kid and they told me, okay, school starts now at 10 o'clock versus 8 o'clock. I'm not going to bed early. In my head, I'm like, I got, I'm up to two o'clock in the morning on TikTok. Then I'm, I'm gonna still be sleepy. <laughs> I'm gonna still come to school. Well, also let's think about how that impacts uh, recreational activities after school, right, so sports, right. and how that, and how that works with parents. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess in their minds, it's like, well, that's easier on parents because their work day is closer to the end of day that schools Sometimes, are. Depending on the parent, yeah. Um, But I think for the most part, it's just one of these things that they're just trying to come up with just to say that they did something when the real issues that we're seeing are that are impacting our schools are guns. You're right. uh, You know, these resource officers that are in schools that are criminalizing students, Mm -hmm. um, the lack of support for teachers. This is Teacher Appreciation Week, lack of financial and administrative support for Mm -hmm. teachers. I mean, there's also just a lack of actual like sound curriculum. I think that's where I was going to go next. (laughs) Yeah. They like, we don't need to learn these things. Throw it all out. Throw it all out. We're going to talk more about it when we get back because we want to talk about just how the parents factor into this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, neither of us have kids in school, but our engineer Mm -hmm. Supreme does. And so we're going to bring in Supreme to add a third voice to this conversation around the parents and how, it just seems like there's a lot more parental, uh, not just interaction, but like pressure, overstep. overstep, 
we'll find out, you know, from Supreme, his opinion on that, because I know it must be, it, it's a different world now than it was when I was in school. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seals Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, y'all, it's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we're in the group chat. And we were last, you know, last break, we were talking about the school system and how they're coming up with all these, like, new objectives like right. clear backpacks right. and later school start times, but it doesn't feel like they're actually addressing the things that are happening in schools that are affecting teacher retention right. and also affecting like education retention, right? Like the kids actually learning. And I think one of the things that's in the way is just parents mm-hmm. being given way more with the wrong parents. Given. That's fair. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the wrong parents are being given way more, uh, way, way too much credibility. Mm-hmm. Is that the word I'm looking right. for? Too much attention. Yes. In, in how they attach to things uh, that are, they, they feel like should not be taught. Right. Um, so we wanted to bring in our engineer Supreme to join us in this conversation. Uh, you know, right now we saw a story where this group moms against Liberty, mm-hmm. which that name should just tell you everything. Um, <laughs> They made a stink because a Hamilton County school forced a librarian. They made a stink and, and, and forced a librarian to change a Mother's Day lesson plan because it was going to be sensitive to kids without moms. But then I feel like there's so many parents that are doing this and I don't know if they're getting challenged by other parents supreme like tell me about like what is the parent school relationship at this point because when i was growing up it was like parent teacher conferences and that was pretty much only if necessary and then there was like a parents night right a drop off you see waves to the teacher hey (laughs) right you have um a lot more i guess i'm your local resident baby father in here in the building something like that but yeah the (laughs) I don't know who's I don't know who gave you that label. We nobody here because every time we're talking about some kids' issues, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the <laughs> let's let's bring in Supreme. Let's bring, let's bring in Supreme. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Parents have a lot more access to the teachers nowadays, and that can be a good thing with some parents, and it can be a bad thing with some parents. It's where you always have access to the teachers because the teachers are on social media, you have the teacher's cell phone number, you have the teacher's mm-hmm. email address. Mm-hmm. So 24 seven, that teacher is on call to parents beckoning and some schools, the customer's always right. And I'm pretty sure there's some other schools where wow. the parents don't have as much of a voice. So it depends on the type of school your kid goes to. Because my thing, Supreme, is that I feel like we we, we only hearing about like the bad parents, the bad, like the, yeah. the crazy parents. And I'm like, are the other parents like, are you all finding out about this? When you do hear about it, it's something extreme like that, because who knows how many issues that parents have either shut down or green lighted in schools that happen on a day to day. It's so much stuff that goes on in schools that you don't hear about if you're not in that world. Have you ever um, thought about homeschooling? I did. My youngest son was homeschooled because he was starting school when the pandemic first started. And I'm actually thinking about going back to that because at school, you pick up other kids, bad habits and things that they they're not learning or it's behavioral differences that I see in my son now that he's in public school. Parents are definitely the kids right. first teacher. But that's what concerns me because a lot of these parents are not fit to teach. Mm. At all. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you. You like, yeah. And that's the kids that my kid is in school with. The ones with the parents yeah. who ain't fit to teach. Up. <laughs> Dang. All right. Well, thank you for chiming in as always as our resident uh, father. <laughs> I'm not going to call you a baby father. I'm going to just call you a father. Okay. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals show. We want to talk about has the respect for education declined? I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into it when we get back. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. 
Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. And I am Jeremiah Like the Bible. And we've been talking about just like schools and teaching at this point. This has, mm-hmm. of course, been uh, Teachers Appreciation Week. But you know what, Jeremiah? I think when it boils down to it, this country's general consensus on education mm-hmm. is messed up. Right, right. I agree with that. It feels like we treat education or school as like, this is just where the kids go during the day. <laughs> we feed them. They play basketball. They drink uh, chocolate milk and eat burgers and go back home. We don't see it as like a valuable mm-hmm. institution. Right. That shapes our nation. Right. And that's weird to me. Especially as a country that's always trying to tell they're the best country in the world. It's like you would think you would like really invest in your youth because they're going to run the country eventually. And mm, if too you, much. I, what do you always say? Too much like, right? <laughs> I just think it makes so much sense. I suggest anybody who's really interested in this topic, um, listen to a speech that Dr. Barbara Sizemore made. Um I will post it on my Instagram, but basically Dr. Barbara Sizemore was the first African-American woman to head the public school system in a major city. And she was elected the superintendent of the district of Columbia public schools. Okay. DC. Yes. And she really talks, she does an incredible speech um, on just the, the ways in which culture and our school system, like don't align positively Mm-hmm. And how capitalism undermines the school system and then like add to that black children in that mind state mm-hmm. or sorry, not in, in, in that system and mm-hmm. how that gets undermined. And it just really is crazy also because, I mean, she's talking in like 1980, however, right? Yeah, and 20, 2023 and it's like, yeah. oh, this is still the same. Huh? Yeah, it's still the same. And uh, it's like, it, it's if you Google, if you put it in YouTube and you put Black people still don't get it. You will find the video. But it just really speaks loud to the fact that, like, we have to equip our children with more than just what Mm. the schools are allowed to equip them with. I don't know about you, but when I was in school, I was being taught not just facts, but morality Mm. by the teachers. Yeah, I think. Well, I think a lot of that's who starts at home, though. It's like a lot of we talked about this in our last break, like parents are your first teacher. So if you aren't given that foundation, sometimes it's hard for even a teacher to, to co-sign or help, um, help you practice that morality in, in new situations. Because at home, you're behaving one way with your family. But when you get out to the world, you get to practice the things your, your parents have taught you. So use your manners, to be nice, to be mm. empathetic. But if you don't have that, it's kind of like you're trying to reverse engineer that in school. It's a little bit harder, I think. Well, you were a teacher, so you can say you can speak to that way more than I can. I mean, I... I feel like I was also taught morality like through the actual lessons. Ah, okay. Like there was actual lesson plans and Yeah, absolutely. And like I remember I was talking to my homeboy that we went to we went to elementary, middle and high school together and I was talking to him about how like there we had a class together uh Miss Lewis in 7th grade and she did a whole curriculum on the Holocaust. And I just can't imagine that being taught at this point in the way that she taught us like we learned With actual facts and information and, and film mm. and photos. And it wasn't just like this crazy thing happened. She taught us about scapegoating. You know, she taught us about uh, propaganda. She taught us about the ways in which government crosses the line. And these are the things that like make it more than just like, here's this crazy thing, the terrible thing that happened. And that's how we're able to identify these things now. Right, right. Well, we would love to hear from you all. one 855 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. I could talk about this all day long because education really is my passion. I mean, it's Teachers Appreciation Week, so. Show is. We got 60-second headlines when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, yes, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. And I'm here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. And as you all know, it is a group chat Thursday, but we can't just not tell y'all about what's going on in the world. So let's get into 60 second headlines. Let's do it. So federal prosecutors in Brooklyn have charged George Santos with fraud, money laundering and making false statements to Congress. What a drag, queen. <laughs> all right. Former President Donald Trump said he will appeal the ruling in the E. John Carroll case 
saying it's a continuation of the greatest political witch hunt in history. Okay, so Santos said it was a witch hunt. And now Trump's saying it's a witch hunt. Which witch is it? They, they both sound like liars to me. <laughs> All right, we'll keep it in the courtroom. A Los Angeles judge denied a motion for a new trial for Tory Lane, saying new evidence wouldn't change the verdict. Damn! Rock Nation at it again. <laughs> also, Allen Media Group has filed a second lawsuit against McDonald's for $100 million, claiming McDonald's misled the public with a promise to support Black-owned media. Oh, my God. Byron Allen. but up ba 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 He's dragging it. <laughs> All right, last one. Five Chicago bars are boycotting Anheuser-Busch and its products after the company distanced themselves from transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Now, this is what I call a rainbow coalition. All right, y'all. You got it. 60-second headlines. 60-second headlines. You listen. Don't say we ain't tell you what's going on, because we up there. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. We speak the world on this We shine. Jeremiah like the Bible. It is May 11th. Did you know that it is National Eat What You Want Day? Really? Yes. I'm going to do that every other day. Anyway. I was going to say, the other so. morning, I sat by myself singing to myself, eating <laughs> chips for breakfast because I'm an adult. <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's like, as long as I get fed, as long as something is going in my body for nourishment, that's a win. That's it's a also win. National Child Mental Health Awareness Day. In this Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. Yeah, we love that. Come on. I saw somewhere that they're like, we did a study that... That active shooter drills creates mental health concerns for children. You don't. Yeah. You don't say. Really. <laughs> Thank you, Captain Obvious. It's also National Twilight Zone Day, which is every day here in the states <laughs> because I constantly find myself saying, "Where am I?" The Twilight Zone. All right. Well, we are in the group chat. Is where we are here at the Amanda Seal Show. What do we got coming up this hour? We got to talk about could you be a placeholder in relationships, like just the person someone's dating for the in the meantime. Mm. Also, we are getting to most likely to because every week I give out a Seal Show superlative. Yes. And I'm giving it to a Georgia Peach this time. Ooh. Because it's crazy. It's crazy. It's like very violent. Also very physical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're also going to talk about how placeholding can even be a thing that you're doing in your career. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into all of that. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn. It's the Amanda Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. And I'm Jeremiah Like the Bible. And uh, it's time to get into this next topic of group chat. Okay, so of course this came from Twitter because oh, Twitter's Twitter. always talking about it. So somebody tweeted, no cap ladies. If he wanted to, he would. My last girl used to beg me for everything. I give my girl with I give my girl everything with ease. It's really crazy. And this whole thing kind of prompted the conversation around, like, if someone's not doing stuff for you, maybe you just a place <laughs> If they're not going above and beyond to roll out the red carpet, you might not be the one. So basically, it's essentially when two people are dating and one of them is committed to the relationship, but the other person is still waiting for the one. <laughs> so you actively going on dates at the Red Lobster eating Cheddar Bay Biscuits thinking, oh, we in love. The whole time, they on Bumble. <laughs> they like, the next one is somewhere, somewhere out there. And I want to know, Amanda, have you ever been a placeholder? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met the Red Lobster eating the Cheddar Bay Biscuits like, he loved me? Oh, I am 1,000% sure that I was a placeholder in my rap days. Really? Yeah. In my hip-hop days where I was on MTV and I was writing uh, for like XXL mm. and uh, just in that world, I was 1,000% a placeholder uh, because I think that for a lot of the guys that I was interacting with, it was kind of like you are a... like intelligent woman you clearly have morals like you not out you not out here in these streets and so they could feel like good about themselves with Mm -hmm. that but it was like yeah but i'm not trying to like wife you because then that would mean that i have to like change and like do these things i have to have morals right now and i think that they also like already had like they would typically have somebody that they had in mind that they just weren't ready for yet Mm. and so i kind of offered this little like in between. Yeah, this little like emotional vacay from them being out here in the in the melee of it all. Okay. So what do you think some, some of those signs were though? So you said you feel like you've been one. What were some of the indicators like, oh, okay, this is place order mentality? Well, I know that when I had when someone I was dating, like actively dating, like in the middle of a phone call was like, Hey, how much you think Buffy the Body would charge me to fuck? <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was clear. That's, that's you know we like direct communication. That or, that yeah that was um that was definitely. That was really <laughs> I mean I think too when you're like emotionally when you're there like you're at their beck and call and then you call them they like don't answer the mm-hmm. phone. Okay, so that's yeah. I've definitely I was I was also a play I was a placeholder for some. Well, I was a beard. Ooh, because that's the other thing. Conversation. Yes, I was I was a placeholder (laughs) for somebody who wanted that man (laughs) and had not come out the closet. Okay, and so he like really really pursued me like very Mm -hmm. hard, and I was like, you know, we don't have to go. We don't have to like you know get into things. Like no today. (laughs) Yes, and honestly, after a certain point, you're just like, I mean, I mean, somebody wants you. All right. And so then I was like, all right. And the second I said, okay, energy change. Because now you, we got you locked in in the contract. Now yeah. This. Now I can go live my best life after hours. Yeah, literally, though. Yes, literally. No, you're you're saying that joking, but like, that's exactly what yeah, it was. I'm screaming. And so you, I knew that I was a placeholder because it was also exactly like you said, where it's like, okay, you call on me, I'm there. Like, mm. you know, you want to come meet me? Yeah. You want to come do this thing? Yeah. Mm. I call on you. It's like, ah, oh, man. I'm busy. I'm supposed to go to Chuck's house. <laughs> and then I've realized later, I feel like Chuck is who you. Right. Oh. You're chucking. <laughs> You're checking Chuck. Yeah. That's not good for anybody. Just be honest, y'all. You know, I don't even think this is even smart. It's kind of like, why waste somebody's, I don't believe in waste people's time. Like, if I don't like you, I mean, I think we can make that clear. Like, you know. Let's just kick it. I'm not trying to be in a relationship, but I, we, we cool with each other. That's what it is. Versus really like leading someone on to for, for them to think that, oh, we go together. This is my man, my man, my man. We got to talk about this when we get back. Because I want to tell you about a story that made me literally unfriend somebody. Really? Yes. We'll be right back to the Amanda Steele Show. We're going to talk about this placeholder conversation. And also like, what if it, What about people who have placeholders because they're very picky mm-hmm. and undecisive? What does that really mean? Really indecisive. Mean. We'll get right back to the Amanda Steele Show. This is a Thursday Hoop Chat Thursday. The Amanda Steele Show. We up, we up, we up. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's your favorite comedian and common sense specialist, Amanda Seals. I'm here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. We are in the middle of a conversation around being a placeholder. Mm-hmm. That person... You're not really with, but they think you with them. <laughs> you know, I had a friend who was on some hard times, mm-hmm. right? He was on some tough times, like to the point where like, you know, he asked to borrow some money and he was just like really having a rough time just kind of getting a job, et cetera, et cetera. And so... He ended up dating this woman and he was like, yeah, after three months of dating, she was like, well, I'm like trying to lock this down. Mm -hmm. And he told her, well, you know, I'm just really not at that place in my life right now where I'm really trying to lock it down. And I was like, so, but you've been dating for three months, like consistently. And at no point say this. No. Okay. So I was like, I'm trying to understand. Like, so you led this woman on for three months solely dating her holding hands walking down 125th street and now you're telling her my life is in shambles i can't be with you you don't think that's like messed up and his response was why why do i always have to be the good guy why does everybody else get to be selfish but not me and this is also the same one who tortured the mouse and i was like you know what red flag red flag red flag. it's a wrap it's a wrap but i felt like that was really dis disregarding mm-hmm. somebody because you were really just using them emotionally I think some people too do that in a sense to be like, I'm not, I haven't found the one. They're being picky. They're indecisive. They say that. And I was still a podcast now. And they were talking about this and they were saying people who are like really too picky usually don't know what they want. They like, you got the right one, but they don't know what they're looking for. They just know, I guess you're not the right one. Or they really don't want to be emotionally vulnerable and open up to somebody. So they're like self-sabotaging themselves. So they don't have to be open with the relationship. That is absolutely very real. I think a lot of people are afraid of commitment. And Mm -hmm. so they just keep choosing the wrong one Mm -hmm. so they don't have to commit. Right. Or finding something wrong with. Well, that's what I was going to say. So there's two versions of that, right? right? Like the wrong one is those of us, myself included (laughs) in the past, who would just be dating dudes that are emotionally unavailable. Right. And you know, it. you just like, I can still hang. Yeah. (laughs) But realistically speaking, it's like you're not emotionally available to even be with this person either. That's why y'all keep being attracted to each other. Mm -hmm. The second though, is to your point, the placeholder thing where it's like, well, I can just be with this person, whatever, but like, I'm not, they're not the one, they're not the one, they're Mm -hmm. not the one. And it's like, okay, well, what does the one look like? And then they usually give you some chili length (laughs) list. 50 things. And you're like, well, have you looked at yourself? You're like, what? Myself? Me? Like put a list together for yourself. Anyone out there that's like these, like this person, like that I consider the one, they have to fit this criteria. Mm -hmm. 
I want you to put together your own criteria list. Mm -hmm. How do you show up on a list? And you know what would even be better? Put yourself against your own list. Ooh. <laughs> you have folks breaking down in a, a studio apartment. <laughs> you got this whole list of what you want in a partner. Now flip it and put yourself to that mm -hmm. test that you created. Mm -hmm. Also, sometimes some of the things that we think we want have nothing to do with what we actually, who we're actually compatible with as people, if that makes sense. Like there are things we're like, this person has to be this thing, this thing, this thing. And it's like, you don't even want none of that for real. It just sounds yeah. good on paper. Like it's not even what makes you even happy. Like you think this will make you happy. But a lot of people haven't actually done the work to be like, oh, this is what I'm actually seeking in a partnership. This is what I actually need my partners to be like. Outside of the traditional, they got to be six feet tall. They got to be chocolate. They got to drive a Benz, a Tesla, or whatever. A mess. A mess. But this is also why people end up spinning the block. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they come, they, get, they come to their senses and they're like, wait a minute. I actually did have somebody that had all of those things. I was just lacking. And we talked about this early in the show, but some people may think spinning the block makes them look weak. Right. Or foolish. Mm -hmm. And I think it just depends on who you're spinning the block on. That's true. Don't 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 uh, file for the okie doke twice. Don't do that one. Because I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely been a Shanti foolish on the spin the block situation or two. But your girl got it together. Your girl got it together. Now we're talking about placeholding as it relates to relationships. Yeah. But I want to talk about how it relates to the career. Ooh, people do that too now. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. This is the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here. I'm here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And we're talking about this whole placeholding situation. Mm -hmm. You know, this idea that, you know, dating somebody who you're not really going to be with, you're mm -hmm. just like, this is my fun person. Right. You know, whatever. Not the one. But I feel like people also do this with careers. Like they uh, are waiting for the perfect job to fall out the sky. Or they keep taking jobs that they know are not really their passion, mm. you know, and they keep saying like, it's just like to pay the bills or whatever, whatever, because mm. if they actually did their passion, the stakes would be high. high. Yeah. So like I had someone that was working with me mm -hmm. and it was very clear that like she could kind of do the job, but mm. it was not her best like, so it wasn't her passion. Right. But it was something, and this happens to a lot of folks, right? Like, we just kind of get into a line of work, mm -hmm. and it's, like, what paid the bills. But it's not really what we really want to do, but it's been, like, just... What I've been doing. It's a placeholder. Right. It's a placeholder. And in some cases, that's very smart and economic, right? Mm -hmm. At a certain point, it's like, okay, I need this because I need to, like, pay these bills. But then there becomes a point where if you're not continuously pursuing the actual passion project, and the placeholder is actually now like your main chick, mm -hmm. like your main drag, then you're not like you're not in you're not in flow. So this person that was working for me, I realized that and I knew that from the errors that she was making, like this is not what you really want to be doing. Right. And when I let her go, she was sad and she was just like, you know, I, I failed. Da, 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 da. And I was like, you didn't fail. Because now, like, you're freed up to go do what you really need to do. Right. And at this point in your life, at this age, like, that's what you really need to do. And I think she needed to be let go because right. she wasn't going to make the choice herself. And, and now true. she's doing what she wants to do. But that's true. Though. I think some of us have to be literally pushed off the yep. cliff. Otherwise, go be like, we can now be, oh, I don't really want to do this. But it's a, it's the safety. It's the comfort. It's like, I know this thing. I don't know what's over at the end of this cliff. I could die or I could fall into a beautiful oasis <laughs> with the palm trees. <laughs> Who knows? You know what I try and remind everybody is that the only thing you can control is yourself. Mm -hmm. So that means that you at the, you know, your best case scenario is, is betting on yourself. If you, know, you got to know what your capabilities are. Do you think people will do that in the reverse where they're constantly chasing the perfect job instead of like being content in the moment, like, and letting things kind of play out? Sometimes I think you can prematurely jump oh, from yes. place to place. Yes. And I think also like some people don't really know 
how to make something a better work experience. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times are really only looking at the environment and not looking at the way that they are contributing to their own toxicity in the environment. Is that a read? Is that tea? If if the tea fits, (laughs) sip it. No, that's real though. I think, because like to your point, nothing will be perfect, whether it's a partner, a career, a house, nothing's going to be perfect. And I think ultimately we have to look at, get down to the nitty gritty, like, what do I want? Is this thing contributing to that in a meaningful way? If it's not, what can I do? What what I need to do to reassess, to get me closer to what I want? Also, am I being delusional? Sometimes we're being delusional. When people are, like, when I hear someone who's like 36 being like, I want to be a rapper. (laughs) I mean, there's some 36-year-old rappers out here. You they might. didn't start at 36 though. They didn't. They like I just what I the reason why I bring that up though is because like if you're looking at the field of rap. Right. It's a young man game. It's it's just what it is. It's like being an NBA. But not. then that same person could be like, I mean, Joe Biden's about to be president at 80. But my response is gonna be, they didn't start at 80 though. Yeah, he's been trying to be the president for a good little minute, yeah. 94. 94. All right. So we're gonna be right here when we get back. To the Amanda Seal show. It's been a good, it's been a good group chat Thursday. I, I, I feel like we're, we're dropping gems. We are, we are. And coming up next, I'm gonna drop a superlative Ooh. for an Atlanta housewife. We love it. Who got booked on the premiere <laughs> of the show? It was crazy, y'all. That's coming up next, most likely too. It's the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No, we shaking up the Co-host Jeremiah, like the Bible. Mm-hmm. Let's shout out some birthdays on May 11th. Black China, Coyle Ray. She might get mad that we wish her happy birthday. You know she don't like nobody saying her name. Don't say my name. Don't, don't say, say my, my name. name. Well, you know what? Happy birthday, Coyle Ray. I hope you have a happy birthday. Why are you trying to tell me how my birthday should go? She's 26. Oh, okay. Little baby. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton. What does his birthday suit look like? It's not nakedness. <laughs> right, right. It's probably floral, purple. <laughs> a floral print, a pastel. Maybe a little lace situation. It's also uh, the Minister Louis Farrakhan's birthday. It is. So shout out to... 90. Wow. Yeah, shout out to the, the nation and the fruit of Islam. We got our last hour of group chat today right here on the Amanda Seal Show. We've yeah. been talking about a lot of things today. I feel like yeah. we had a lot of relationship talk today, too. We did. But now it's about their money. It is, but it's still about relationships, but friendships. Yeah. Have you ever lent your friends some money? Like, are there rules to it? Go talk about that. Plus, our own money habits. You know, people like to talk about what what to do with other people's money, but their own money (laughs) get a little tricky. And we're going to talk about our 60-second headlines because we can't just, like, let the day go without talking about some news. We can't. That's not how we do here. Here at the Amanda Seals Show, we want to give you the laughs, but we also want to give you the facts. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to me that we are doing that. Also want to shout out all of our nurses. It is Nurses Appreciation Week. So if you know a nurse, if you are a nurse, big up yourself. If you know a nurse, make sure you take the time out to tell them thank you for your service. Do you think the nurses are listening to the Amanda Seals Show on their shift? nurses are listening to the Amanda Seal show on their shift. In the hospital in 12 hours. Ooh, child. They at the nurse's station. They at the nurse's station. <laughs> like, oh, I've been doing a double. I've been doing a double. Well, shout out to all the nurses. My mom is a retired registered nurse, so I have a special place in my heart for y'all. All right, we got to keep it locked right here. And we have a special place on our phone lines for y'all. So make sure you call us up. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here with... Jeremiah, like the Bible. And this is a group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. Talked about a lot of things today. You know, in honor of Teacher Appreciation Week, earlier we were talking about Uh, the schools Mm. and just what's going on in education. Mm. And one of the things that I think has consistently been missing from education in America is economic education, financial education, financial literacy, financial literacy is just like hoarded. Right. We are. And And that's, that's why a lot of friends ask for money. Yeah. That's my point. (laughs) But I want to know Amanda for our names, group chat conversation. Okay. Would you loan a friend in need, a friend that's in need, a little moolah, some ducats. Depends on the friend. Okay. And it depends on the ducats. <laughs> 30,000, 30K. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it depends on also like what is the what is the need? Right. You know, is it a want? Like, are you trying to start a business? Like, is it that type of situation? Because I don't feel like I'm the right person I for that. But <laughs> is it days. like I'm about to get evicted if mm-hmm. I don't do this? You know. Because in the best case scenario, you loan the money to somebody that you're not going to have to get it back. Right. I mean, my parents have always taught me that, like, don't give out no money that you like that you need. If you need it back, not to say you shouldn't you shouldn't want your money back. But if this will, like, hurts you to get this money out, don't do it. Because now it becomes a whole other issue. Because you're calling folks like, I need that 20K back. They're going to cut my lights off now. And you don't want that. Did you know that in Michigan, in order to graduate from high school, you have to take a financial literacy class? I did not know that. I think that's amazing. Michigan is doing some incredible things, by the way, just progressively. But I have someone from Michigan who took who borrowed money from me when I bailed them out of jail. Oh, oh, oh. And they never paid me back. And I still want that money back. I don't know why I'm bailing somebody out of jail now. That's, oh. I really didn't want to bail this fool out, but his best friend was pressing me. And her guilt trip skills was impeccable. I have this thing where, like, I don't feel guilty unless I feel guilty. You can't make me feel guilty. If I don't actually feel guilt about it, you can't, like, project that on me. Oh, you are a Gemini. <laughs> there we Not to say it. I don't feel... <laughs> but I do feel guilty about certain things. But I feel like, why this person get locked up? Now you need me? Also, the thing with lending money, too, don't just call me. I had a friend like this. They would only call me when they need, needed some money. That's crazy. And That's I'm like, crazy. But also, you notice a pattern. You're like, wait, hold up. Every time we talk... Mm-hmm. Well, every time you call me, not when I call you, because I call you to check in. Hey, how's everything? But every time it's the other way, hey, can I borrow this? Can I borrow this? And it's not even like you asking for like $100,000. It's just a principle. I also just don't like over casualness. Right. There's an informality I feel like that I've experienced before with friends being like, yeah, so you know, you think you can hook me up with da 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 da? No. <laughs> no. Like, can you I at cannot. least come at me like, hey, so here's the situation. Like, set mm. it up for me. Like, don't act like this is an ATM. Oh, I want to know. Some people be like, no, you it doesn't matter what I need the money. I, no, I need to know. It absolutely need doesn't matter. Know. And I need to know when you pay me back my money because I'm be asking for it. <laughs> I'm for real. I'm like, what's the, when is going to be back to me? I haven't had to lend money out in a while. And the last time someone asked me for money, it was for a computer. And it's someone I really love. And I was like, listen, you may need a favor later. Right. And I only only got so many of these kinds of favors to Mm -hmm. give out. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't think you should use up that favor on this. And so what I instead did was provided him with some ways in which he could get a computer mm-hmm. that were affordable, you know, that he may not have considered. Like mm-hmm. you can go on Home Shopping Network and like they have payment plans. You love your payment plan. Like my first my first camera and like light setup, I got on the Home Shopping Network on the payment plan. And the way that it would work is that you get the item first. It wasn't right. a layaway. Right. It was a layer now. But they got a lot of those now. Buy now, pay later. Uh, Klarna. Yeah. Yeah. After pay. People be running that, running that up. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you got to, you know, sometimes you got to get what it is at mm-hmm. the time and know that it's about something that you're investing in. And so, you know, he he ended up going that route and it was a better route because I was like, you also don't want it hanging over your head that you owe somebody. Because mm-hmm. also, when it's your friends, so you know they spend their habits. It was like, I just seen you at the club <laughs> buying shots with people. That's so. like Francia with, okay, <laughs> with Selena, Selena Gomez. Gomez. She's like telling everybody else, don't give her their kidney. <laughs> she gonna need another one because she ruined the one I gave her. So don't give her. I, yeah, I done seen her spending habits with the kidney. But I say all this to say that in that situation, I felt like what was more valuable was not me giving him the money, but me giving him the game. Right. Because you could teach a man how to fish. Wait, what is it? But you... You can teach a man how to... You can give a man food or you can teach him how to fish. It's much more... One. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you, Aristotle. When we get, when we get back, uh, we want to talk about... Our own money habits. Yeah. We was dragging our friends, but it's <laughs> true. about our own money. We're, we're going to get into it right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. See, Amanda Seal Show, I'm here with Jeremiah Like the... Bible. And we got to get into our own... Money habits. This is a conversation that we want to have because it is group chat Thursday. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about the whole like lending friends money situation. Uh-huh. Is it like, do you lend friends money? Would you lend friends money? Mm-hmm. But the other question is like, how are you with your money? I think I'm pretty good with my money because I don't have to borrow nobody, borrow money from nobody. <laughs> I mean, I will say all of my parents' children, they always say like, Jeremiah, you're the most like fiscally responsible, I guess. And it's really just because... I mean, I feel like I have the reverse problem where, like, I'm so scared to spend money so because I'm scared I won't have any money that I'm like, you need to go buy this share money. You need a new pair of shoes. Abundance, not right. scarcity. Right. And I think I've been working on that because for the most part, I think I like to make sure I'm secure. Like, I have everything that I need. I never want to be in a situa- situation where I'm lacking a necessity because I was frivolous. Like, I can't sit in the dark. 
I don't want to do that. I can't be outside. <laughs> I can't be walking. Like, you know, like the key things. Everything yeah. else I could like let go as long as the I have The main my... survival. Right, right, right. What about you when it comes to the money? Um, I think I'm really good with my money because I don't spend beyond my means. Mm-hmm. I'm, I do spend. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, and, I, and I'm sure I spend more than makes like. I probably spend more than I should, uh-huh. but I'm not wilding. It's not and to your detriment. It's not to my detriment. And I'm not out here spending unconsciously, mm. right? Like I'm still conscious of like, okay, you wilding a little right, bit. You right, doing a little right. bit, but I have a penchant for clothes. Luckily, <laughs> and it's not for cars. And I know some people would be like, it'd be better if you were spending that money on NFTs or on art. Market. Yeah, like, and I get it because that's the other thing too is that there's stuff that's about building wealth. Mm-hmm. And then there's just stuff that's about just bringing joy. Right. I mean, everybody wants you to have an LLC and be a stock trader on the internet. I don't have time for that right now. I just want, you know, some stuff off Amazon. That's all <laughs> I want right now. I mean, I think there's something valuable to like starting a company when you are in the entertainment business because it just helps you in the long run. Mm-hmm. But it it does like become a part of like your taxes and like mm-hmm. you learning how the tax thing works. And then also like, you know, the investment space I, for a long time, I really did not understand the value of putting money in the investment space worth versus just in the bank. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like we are watching inflation happen right now, when your money is in the bank, it's not growing when it's right. in an investment space, it is growing with the market. And so, you know, I think some of that was like really hard for me to wrap my head around. And actually Jay Ellis uh, who put me in touch with my financial advisor. And that was the first time I had somebody that was like taking the time to explain this whole stuff to me. I like that. I mean, I think for me, when I first got my first apartment, when I moved out on my own, like my dad came to Texas, he flew to Texas and was like, this is your budget. And really wrote down a budget. Like you get paid twice a month, do this with the first check, you pay these bills, but your second check, you pay your rent and these bills, like really like put me on like a oh, schedule. Oh, that's dope. Because my dad is very, it's very like, Practical in that way, he's like, mm-hmm. you, my dad have a million dollars in the bank. If that money's for something else, he's like, I have no money. I'm not. I, I applying for that. I think I, I have that, a, yes. a, a lot of that in me. He's Listen, like, I, I am independently producing my special. Okay. So for me, that meant okay, I'm gonna have to pull this money mm-hmm. from the savings. Mm-hmm. But then I booked a gig. He was like, oh, and that gig became the budget for right. the special. Right. So in my mind, that money. I didn't make that money. Right, right. That money is the budget for the special. Right. And I think there's a certain level of discipline that you particularly have to have if you're an entrepreneur. Is your father an entrepreneur? He is not, actually. Interesting. He's Well, does he have his own company? No. I don't think he does. Look, you know these black fathers. They, he <laughs> might, let me tell you, he might, have a, he might have a company on the side I don't know about. I think that's just a, a reality to like, if you're trying to be your own company, like you're going to have to learn some mm-hmm. money savvy at some point. Hit us up. one eight five five amanda 8 How are you all with your money? Like what? I love that Jeremiah just said that his dad gave him some game. Have you ever been given some game on how to, you know, stretch your money, save your money, how to invest your money, et cetera, that you really feel was helpful? We would love for you to share that with the people, especially, you know, the fact that Listen, black folks, our economic fortitude is going to come from community and pooling our money Mm -hmm. and also pooling our knowledge. Okay, we've seen it happen so many times in the past, which is why they came and burned down them cities. But this time we know they come in. All right. We know they come in. So it'd be a little different situation. Hit me up. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We'll be right back with 60 second headlines here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We are out of here. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals here with Jeremiah Like the Bible. This is a fun group chat Thursday. We talked about a lot of things. We did. We talked about that money, that moolah. <laughs> when it comes to, you know, friendship, do you give your friends money? Do you take money from your friends? Who taught you your financial literacy? We talked about spending a block with your ex. Or, if you know, if that's your thing. Some people are against it. Some people are for it. We know you're a proud advocate of the Spin the Block Club, which we love to hear about. Again, I don't think there's a ever, like, there's a never say never in the, there might be a never with certain people, but I don't think there has to be a never with certain circumstances. Right. You gotta, you gotta evaluate the people. Individually. Sometimes you gotta evaluate yourself and ask yourself, why are my pigs bad? Mm -hmm. We also talked about parental control in schools because, you know, they was wilding with the librarian who's wanting to celebrate, you know, kids who didn't have a mom, a traditional mom in schools. They didn't like that. I think it's so sad that there's so many parents who are 
as our engineer Supreme said when he was on earlier, like parents are your first teacher. Mm-hmm. And there's so many parents that we are seeing are just terrible teachers. They're terrible people. They're also not smart. And they are the ones who are really shifting the uh, efforts and the culture of education in this country. Because a lot of them have no business sense. Idiocy. They loud and got free time. Versus mm-hmm. the, you know, the, 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 the right parents, the good parents, they at work. They trying to provide for the kids. Listen, it's a lot of messy-haired white women. <laughs> Not messy-haired. Yeah, because they always have the same just like, why, <laughs> why you should have taken your time to brush your hair instead of coming over here to talk about this because you're acting as if you're some advocate for something noble. You're not. Then you have time. You're but not. if you guys miss any part of the show, you can check out our podcast, Little Men Seal Show Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Also, Amanda has another podcast, right? I do have another podcast. Small, Small Doses. Small Doses Podcast. And, you know, today we premiere uh, the video version of our latest episode. You know, we do our premieres every, Wednesday, every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Side effects of being light skin. Mm-hmm. This week we got Demona Dixon, the host and hilarious uh, Don't Call Me White Girl. So she is on the show and we're going to talk about side effects of being light skin. And I think it was a great interview. Hilarious. And if you want to catch the bonus content, then you got to go to my Patreon, theamandaverse.com. So it's going to be a good time all around. And you can call us up, 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's one 262 You know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow's Black Joy Friday, Amanda. That's right. Tomorrow is Black Joy Friday. And we love a Black Joy Friday. All stories that are uplifting, mm-hmm. that are empowering, and that are bringing you joy. We're going to get into the black spin. So I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to test Jeremiah's knowledge of Missy Elliott's writing history. Not misdemeanor. Misdemeanor. Okay. And congrats again to my fellow cancer on getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We got all that and more right here at the Amanda Seal Show tomorrow on Friday. Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Stay safe, y'all. See you tomorrow. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.